you better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Hey, pigs. Welcome to another podcast of Squirrel Talk found on the Sonar Network. I'm the host, Vicky Lex, and she's back in her humble abodes. Well, are they humble or is it a palace? It's Selena Vile. She's back in action, baby. Back in action, baby. You're garbage priestess. That's my that's my track. That's Vicky Lex's track. Go go check it out. Back in action. <laughs> you know what? I love that track because I can pull it out anytime. I'm always coming back, you know? You are the you're you come back more times than share. More times than your hemorrhoids. Hey, hey, we don't talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> more times than my hemorrhoids. Pardon me. <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> we always start with but talk with Selena. <laughs> it is. I don't think we've ever actually discussed my like my actual butt issues on the pod, but uh, I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to. People are probably having eggs and toast. Let's leave it. Yeah, that's right. It's morning or um, afternoon. Either way, you just woke up. Beans on toast. That's what they're having. Beans on toast. With ketchup. Ketchup. Hey, ketchup. Um, all right. So so you're home. You're out of Ottawa. Straight I am back in Toronto. I have some shows lined up. I've got a bunch of classes lined up. I'm getting ready to get back to work, baby. Back to work in this uh, in this stay-at-home orders lockdown. We're back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, when were we not in lockdown? That's the thing. Listen, we've said this before on the podcast. Toronto is officially the city that's been in lockdown the longest. And apparently we're in a third third wave. We never left the second wave. Yeah, you know what happened to me is you know how like <laughs> with this new stay i'm sorry uh that was just a chip um do you, okay so you know how like there's like stay-at-home orders now where like everything is like super locked down like every retail store yeah. including if you go to walmart most of the sections are blocked off you're not allowed to even enter them that's crazy everything's so, wrapped basically so anything I, that's not non-essential so like if you need a pen too bad yeah so they they've decided what's essential and what's not let me tell you what was essential for me I got a colonoscopy yesterday, and in order to prepare for the colonoscopy, I needed to mix two solutions, two different solutions, into two different um, one-liter jugs. And I don't have one-liter jugs in my house because I don't ever need to like, like I don't make drinks here or anything. So you don't make Kool-Aid at home. What's wrong with you? I mean, I did in the eighties. So I needed to go get two jugs. So I was like, I'm going to go to Walmart because I know they're open. So I go into Walmart and the section is blocked off, but like the pitchers are within reach. I'm reaching for them. And someone comes around the corner and goes, you can't buy that. It's non-essential. And I'm like, what the fuck do you know is essential in my life right now? I'm having a colonoscopy. Have a heart. So I had to go upstairs to the fucking grocery aisle where all I could find were two milk. You know, those like where you put milk bags in the milk thing. So to buy two of those and they ended up working fine. But like, come on. (laughs) That's so stupid. It was not fun. No, but like you still order the shit on Amazon. That's why I don't get any of this. Yeah, that's what, that's what they said. Like, yeah, you can just go ahead and order that online. And I was like, I need it's it. It's right, right there. Now. Yeah, 
it's it within just, reach and I need it immediately. This whole thing is just so bizarre. I feel like I'm in another, I'm baffled. I'm baffled. I'm in another dimension. I don't know what's happening. I've, I've been in Toronto this entire time, right? Mm-hmm. I have not seen anybody. <laughs> Friends, mm-hmm. forget about it. Like, I'm going crazy. I feel like I'm, like, this sounds overdramatic, but I feel like a prisoner in my own home now. Whereas at first, like, we going into this, it was like, oh, I get to spend time at home. I love that. I want a staycation. But at this point now, it's like my, my home has now become this jail. Yeah. And it's just like, we're now figuring this shit out and nobody's learning from anything. Like, I, the thing with Toronto too is this, when this started, I was like, okay, good, Toronto. They dealt with the SARS crisis back in the early 2000s, right? I was here for it. They've dealt with this kind of uh, this this kind of pandemic before. I was like, this is a great place to be in terms of that. They have done the worst job. What? Yeah, SARS SARS killed the theater industry. I'm still mad at SARS for that. Um, people from out of town stopped coming to watch our shows. Like we had sit down productions of The Lion King and Hairspray and other great shows, and like they all closed because we no longer had tourists coming to Toronto and it like killed the entire industry. Of course, of course it did. I mean, it's gonna take forever for things to bounce back once this is all over, whenever that happens too. I don't understand what Broadway is gonna do. I don't know. That We're moving into a new generation of performance and for us as performers, it's just like, okay, how are we gonna roll with the punches with this? You know, we're like, I mean, the, both of us are live theater performers, basically. That's what we love to do. Yeah, and it's kind of like that's that may be a thing of the past after this. We may have to find another way of going about performance. There are quite a few people who have like made the transition online who are working weekly online and are like, I don't think I want to go back to live performances, like not for the amount of money I've been making. Sure. It's good. I, yeah. It's I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I love I love having the energy of people <laughs> like I like that personally. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's going to be strange once the cell gets figured out. Whenever that happens, we're all staying at home. I'm stuck in my prison. Uh, I'm over it. <laughs> Fun times. But shall we, uh, speaking about over it, shall we get into RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes, let's do it. We're at, the, we're, we're at the finish line. There's only three more episodes for us to cover, including this one. We, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding on by a thread at this point. <laughs> Listen, uh-huh. I love you know what? I don't understand. I don't understand why they're why they didn't just give us a finale the way they gave us um the Canada's or UK or uh, or Holland finales, where it's just they do their number, they show their runway, they talk to their four-year-old versions of themselves, and then they crown a winner on the spot. Because they they drew this out in the beginning. They had a three-episode premiere before they had four episodes. They're drawing the, the way they started at the beginning, they're going to end this at the end. It's going to be drawn out. Yeah, just drag it out. They're dragging it out. But I am watching it and I am reviewing it and I am loving it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's I, a great I, I will say, going back into our conversation last week, I, Mama does need a break from Drag Race. I, you know, it's like, it's that thing where I love it. I love drag. I love Drag Race. But I, I'm definitely feeling that sense of, and also just being, you know, in my own prison with myself for this time, I'm really getting to know new things about myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I just, I feel like I need to take a step back and just figure out who I am again, I guess. Who is that girl I see? All right, somebody unplug Rosé. <laughs> All right, what is happening? What happened? Who happened? Olivia, Olivia went, home. went home. Olivia said bye-bye. Live love, Lux. 
Sure. That's her her um her home sense tag. Live love lux. <laughs> She's a very home sense queen. She was great. Oh she did a good job. She started floundering towards the end, but she started out nice and strong. I they think I meant to, to say she started out nice and strong. The words didn't come out properly there. I understood you. Doesn't matter. They were saying that she had only been doing this for a year. And we kind of, you forget that in watching the show of like, oh, wow, this girl is like really great. Like, I can't believe she's only been doing drag for a year and she got to where she got. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It is. And, and like, good for her. She worked really hard. Um, I, Rose's only been doing it for three years. Did you know that? Yeah, we found that out. I mean, the, in the inside the drag uh, actor studio thing part. But I was also surprised about that. I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I was just like, a lot of these girls are very green that are on the show nowadays. <laughs> it's like, yeah. they literally grow up watching the show. They learn from the show. They, they prepare themselves for the show. It's such a weird mind frame to be in. Totally. I think what surprises me most about Rosé is that I already knew who she was before the show. Like, she had made a name for herself. She'd gotten on America's Got Talent. Like, she's been around. Well, with the help of, you know, Steph. Of the other child, two. Yeah. Shows, which is the great thing with houses and um, drag sisters and drag families, right? Yeah. They, they can kind of propel you and push you to another level um, if you're brand new and starting. Yeah. And I like it, being associated with the house. Like, I like when people are like, oh, you're in House of Licks, right? Like, yeah. Do people, do people ask that to you? People have said it, yeah. <laughs> or was it like, <laughs> oh, you're in the House of Licks? <laughs> no, both. I get both. <laughs> I bet I know who says which one. Uh, all right, so this whole episode is talking about how close they are to getting to the finale. Uh -huh. and, um, I feel like we're not close. <laughs> so, I know, right? I feel like we're talking about it, but like, okay, let's do more, less talking, more showing. Yeah, yeah, let's get to it. Stop tallying up who won what. Nobody cares anymore. The, the, the tally-ups, although what are the tally-ups? So I think Simone is in the lead with four. Four and two bottoms. Two uh, two bottoms, yeah. And then uh, Got, I believe. Is two, it... well, no, the next one is Rosé with three wins and no bottoms. No bottoms there. Got has two, no bottoms. And then Yeah, but Got one, two really big ones. The ball and the snatch game, those are two huge ones. All right, two big ones, two big ones, no bottoms. <laughs> yeah. And then Candy's got one win and then three bottoms. At least, yeah. <laughs> and a and a sachet home. Wait, Candy, wait. Yeah. So not looking great for Candy, but who knows? Who knows? She's being carried a little bit by producers. Well, I listen, we can talk about that episode that lip sync again. I I will I will go to my deathbed saying that that was the most produced moment in the history of the show. <laughs> Which by the way. I love Candy. I think she's been such an interesting character. I would have been sad if she had left because she is such a strong character on the show. Um, so I, I get it, but it's still, it, there was a direct favoritism there for sure. Yeah. I'll talk more about Candy as we go on with the episode. Okay, sure. So, uh, so I guess we're getting into the next day and they're talking about what they're going to do with their prize money. That's right. Um, and most of them are just going to invest it right back into their drag. Is that what you would do with your prize money? Um, I would do half and half. I mean, I would, I mean, I definitely want to do something for my family, I feel. I feel like that's always something that's been in the back of my mind of like, if I ever have an opportunity to make money, <laughs> I would yeah. want to pay it forward to the people who've helped me get there. So yeah, my yeah. family. Um, but then, yeah, obviously I would put it back into my biz. 
Mm -hmm. I wouldn't get a boat. Let's say that. I wouldn't get a boat. No, definitely, nor would I. My first action would be to pay off my debt. Debts, yeah, I have debts that I have to pay as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would probably take half of it. $50,000? Well, it's getting close. <laughs> what would you do with Listen, I buy a lot of uh, subscriptions to Sean Cody. Listen, I, I hear you. I hear you. You're being heard. What would you do with the yeah. other? Well, I guess you would need lube, I guess, for the other half. Oh, I don't use lube. Do you? Sure. Huh. Interesting. Also, a little a little coconut oil goes a long way. Oh, I, I coconut oil every morning. <laughs> In your mouth? Do you pull it? Is coconut oil pulling? It's a Michelle I Mitoshi. used to. I Michelle used to Mitoshi. oil pull, and then I found it didn't do anything for me, so I stopped. Same. <laughs> but I did yeah. it because Michelle talked about it. What's happening next? Um, Rue walks into the room. Uh, she'd already done had hers is. And she lets him know that it's the music video challenge. Baby, they're doing her new song, Lucky, with Jamal Sims. We love Jamal Sims, and so does Scott Mick. Oh my God, I relate to Gottmik so hard. Um, I, he's my favorite. He's my favorite choreographer. And well, we can get to when they actually do the choreography. But we um, have gotten to. We've talked about him a lot. <laughs> That's our favorite on this pod. But I have more thoughts to put into that when we get to him. Oh, okay. New thoughts. So they're doing Lucky. It's a new track. And we'll talk about that too. And uh -huh. there's also an inside drag race, uh, which is basically what they've been doing every single year as a podcast, but now they're calling it the inside drag race, which I prefer. You know, it's very Jim James Lipton. Is that his name? Yes, correct. James Lipton. Oh my god, pulling the one card off. What kind of B are you? <laughs> What's your favorite swear word? Yeah, I love that. He was great. I remember Sarah Jessica Parker's favorite swear word was jackass. Mm, jackass because she looks like one. <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm here all week. Hey, pigs. <laughs> okay, so they're doing Inside Drag Race. Got Make is up first. And uh, wait, first they're writing their raps. They're writing their songs. Right, they have to write. So yes, we said this. They're doing the uh, track Lucky, and they, as per usual, they come up with their original lyrics for their songs. Yeah. And what's happening with that? Um, things that we discover are Rosé can rap. Um, Simone is going to choose to say, try and sing, but do everything in like a funny voice, like use like her funny intonations. Um, and Gottmik, God bless Gottmik, is just like so happy to be there and is like, I have changed from like being super cunty to just being like the happiest little person in the world. Loving the journey of Gottmik. Such a great journey. All right, now we're getting into Inside the Drag Race, right? Let's do it. So Michelle Visage, RuPaul Charles is there and Gots up first. And uh, I, I do enjoy when they do these though, because we always get some little tidbits that we never even knew this entire season. My, one of my favorite things was when Monique Hart did it. Yeah, I was um, about to say, I was done with Team Rangers right in my mind. When on All Stars, when she, when, what was it? Where she was like, um, I was a pastor. Oh and like God. 300 pounds and like straight. <laughs> All yeah. at once. It was like, what? What? Monique Hart? What? It was that was wild. Total, like nobody expected that from her because she's been she was really open the whole season, you know, talking about herself. Yeah. And then she, we get to this moment of like, oh, you were also all these things. That's great. What a person cake. with layers. I love a layered cake. 
I'm Scott make is no uh, is no exclusion. Is that is... no exception? Exception. Mm. Um, as I said about Gottmik just being happy and like loving life, what a joy. What a fucking joyful human being sitting there making Rue and Michelle laugh, making herself laugh. Like it was just so endearing. It was so endearing. And it was so magical just to be like, this person is living in their best life. And it's kind of this, you know, and it goes along with this kind of whole trans journey thing of like becoming who you really are and living your best truth and your best self. And Gottmik is doing all of that. And it's so it was really, it's it so was great to watch. Yeah. And it was great to have Rue ask questions about the transition and like, and like take an interest in it because Rue has a reputation for being somebody who ignores trans bodies on the show and and is now i guess hopefully turning over a new leaf thanks to what Gottmik brought to the show it shouldn't have taken this long but like we're here now listen people take different times to learn and grow and as long as they're growing and learning that's all we can ask yeah i guess so Gottmik is uh, we we find it that they had their top his top surgery a year ago that's pretty recent yeah you know, for a major, a major top surgery. So I know quite a few people who have had their top surgeries in the last year and it's a very quick procedure. Like they will post online in the morning being like going to get my surgery. And then like, like less than five hours later, they're at home being like, got my surgery, like already right. back at home. But not even talking about the surgery. I'm just talking about like the mental process of it, of like have, having these as a part of your body for so long and then to have that taken away and be like, oh my God, I'm finally with the body I want to be in. You know, it's, it's a powerful experience. Yeah, what I've seen from everybody is that it's just like immediate joy. Like it's just immediate, like I'm finally in the body I'd love to be in. And we see that with God make, listen, I just love the joy that is pouring out of him. He is just like radiating positivity and I am here to bathe in it. <laughs> Please do. I love when, when he talks about like, never wanting to leave the workroom and still being there next season when the new girls walk in. Like, Cause they love it. They're just loving the experience. And this, and this, this goes to also like, this, the sense of entitlement some queens have in the season, I've never felt that with Gottmik. I feel like Gottmik has been this whole time so excited to be there, this whole entire experience. Where some queens, it's like there's an entitlement of like, yeah, I deserve to be here, you know. Correct. I feel the same thing. Um, and I really think that the secret to doing well on Drag Race is to have fun. Every lip sync for your life that, that has won has always been the one that's like, enjoying the moment if you're not as opposed to, yeah it's a thing of like if you're doing your job and you're not having fun doing your job it's a job you know exactly yeah but if you're having fun it's not a job you're living your life mm -hmm. and you only get one shot at drag race unless you get on all-stars <laughs> or international well, all-stars there's a lot of shots at drag race nowadays but uh they, they're also not a seasoned performer which they bring up and i i, I appreciated that too that they're a visual artist is their trade and that this has been like their first time really being, you know, performing on a stage, like in all the different ways they've been able to perform. And that's part of what we love about Got Make is just seeing them act, seeing them do comedy and just nailing it and being like, like you can do this stuff. <laughs> like mm -hmm. and never would have had that knowledge before this. That's great. I feel like if I ever got on, it'd be like, oh my God, I'm a makeup artist. <laughs> Listen, me too, it, it goes both ways. Listen. <laughs> yeah, no, I love Gottmik. I'm so 
obsessed with with the way he he's played this entire season. It's been brilliant. And then here comes Rose. And uh Rose, you know, is doing Rose's thing. <laughs> Listen, I relate to Rose in that like Rose came from theater and then wasn't achieving what they had hoped and then discovered that through drag they can she can still do everything she's always done but now just do it as rosé and people pay attention and i really relate to that yeah i mean that's very much your storyline for sure it's I, yeah I mean, there's a lot of people i mean i mean that's part of our house is that we've all been performers before we really started doing drag right right a lot of, uh, uh drag artists like god nick for example uh, was a, a makeup artist who be, who's now a performer, right? Like that's mm-hmm. there's different ways of going about getting into drag. And Rose is the opposite of that, where they were an actor, they're a Broadway performer, that's what they were in New York for, and they were just getting, you know, pigeonholed or weren't seen for the full talent that they have. And you take that into your own hands, you create a niche character for yourself and you start up your own, you start up your own character, your own business as a drag artist. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it goes to that thing of like doing this for three years. I mean, she, she does seem like she's been doing this for a very long time, which comes mm-hmm. from the performance background. And that's for you too. Like a lot of people don't realize that you've only been doing this, I think for three years now too, isn't that right? Uh, yeah, I started at the end of 2017, but I only really started doing drag mid 2018. So, I mean, but it seems like you've been doing it for much longer just cause you have that performance background. Yeah. So. And uh, we talk about uh, Stephanie's child and standing out and beating Jan, which is a very big deal. I love that Michelle brings it up. She's like, you beat Jan. I just love that people <laughs> want to shit on Jan. That's always great. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun to shit on yeah, her. It's fun. Jan likes to take it. She can take it. Yeah. Listen, she made a whole merch out of her face crack. <laughs> it's very funny. Okay, yeah. here comes Candy Muse. And... Yeah. Um, they talk about her look from the last runway and she said all the girls, it was very Alexis Michelle. <laughs> all the girls said they loved it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It was bad. No, Michelle and Rue were like, no girl, that was the worst look we've ever seen. And I concur. Um, they're obsessed with her personality. They just like love everything she says. Well, how did you get candy? You know, where'd you come up with this stuff? Uh-huh. And I think that she had, was inspired by like Andy Warhol. Like the shows, like there's like um, some thought behind some of the things she does, which is nice. Oh no, I totally get her ref. Like she's a very referential queen. She she seems like someone who's like interested in things and like puts it into her drag. Yeah, she doesn't just show up to the gig and like have a drink. Like she has she has knowledge of what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. I love that she says that like everything she's ever been been made fun of has been celebrated on the show. Well, and um, like that's part of the brilliance of drag race is like taking all these things that most people. I mean, Candy's a bigger girl; she's tall, bigger. Uh, she's got a lisp, you know. Um, there's so many things that make her stand out differently, and this show yeah. celebrates that. Yeah, yeah, because it's about. I mean, what's number one? No, wait. What's number? What's number two? Uniqueness. You did you see these memes that are going around of like. <laughs> Of, of the girls, it's like uh, Charisma, Simone, Uniqueness, Gottmik. Gottmik. Get, get on my nerves, Candy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her. Is, is she getting on people's nerves still? Like, I, I feel like that was like with Tamisha Mom. That was like, that was another season ago. That was a year ago. Oh no, people hate on Candy. Like, get she gets extreme hate. I, like, I understood when the whole Tamisha Mom thing happened. I was like, this girl's annoying. But like, 
that was so long ago. And we've seen her develop and we see her being humbled. I don't get it now. Yeah, I think the, the hate is incredibly unwarranted. I get annoyed by her. I get very annoyed by her because like that type of personality just grates on me, but, but I don't disrespect her at all. Yeah, I, I, for me, I don't have time for that. And Candy hasn't done anything to deserve that, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it, yeah, so all those memes like get on my nerves. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, mm -hmm. if, if Candy gets on your nerves, what else gets on your nerves? Like, you seem really precious to me. <laughs> Seriously. Come on, Snowflake. <laughs> who's the who's the Tory uh, t t Tommy? Um, Tommy Laren? Yeah, yeah. Who's the Republican woman who says Snowflakes? Tommy Laren. Yeah, Tommy Laren. <laughs> yeah, I think that's her name. I don't even care. I don't care about her. We don't care. All right, here comes Simone, who we care about a lot. And, <gasps> so much. Uh, it's it's nice to hear about her growing up in Ar Arkansas. Um, and kind mm -hmm. of fun that there's an Arkansas. Am I saying that right? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think said, I don't know if I've ever said Arkansas aloud before. <laughs> you know, it wasn't until I went to Mexico a few years ago and stayed at my cousin's place. And when I was in the car on the way to his house, um, the, he lived on Arkansas. And, my, and the cab driver called it Arkansas. That's what I was going to say. Arkansas? No, no, it's Arkansas, right? Yeah, but in Spanish, they call it Arkansas. And I'm like, oh my God, the word Kansas is in that word. Why do we say Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's where I got a little funny there for a second. But she's from Arkansas and the whole house of Avalon is. And apparently they all moved together to LA, which that's, that's shocking. Like, you all moved that's together. Wild. Yeah, I was like, wow, I mean, maybe the house of looks needs to do a move, huh? Where are we going to go? Regina, baby. We could start a thing in Regina. I mean, we would be a hot shit for sure. <laughs> um, I, but I love that the whole house moved. I thought that was really great. I mean, that shows that they're truly a unit, a family, you know? Yeah, totally. I think it's awesome. It's like, I would like to see that movie. I want to see the movie about the House of Avalon moving from Arkansas to LA. Very Priscilla, very, the, you know, going through the desert in that RV. Yes. I mean, I would love, oh my God, Simone would, Simone would kill a revival of Priscilla, like a brand new version of it, completely new. But Simone, like that essence of Simone would, is so Priscilla. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. I know exactly oh what God. you mean. I, she needs to write, oh my God, somebody got, get on this right away. Write, write a musical. Simone driving at Arkansas, no, Arkansas. In our I don't RV. think it needs to be a musical. I think it'll stress her out if it's a musical. Well, somebody else can sing. Rose will be in the background. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Stephanie's child on top of the car. Listen, to Wong Fu, we got Rose as the Patrick um, Swayze character, Simone as Noxima Jackson, and then um, Candy as uh, Chi Chi Rodriguez. Almost, almost. I almost see where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> almost fit into those roles. Okay, here we go. We're getting into Jamal. <laughs> into Jamal. My baby. So handsome. I fucking love him. And I love that, like, out of all the choreographers that they've had on the show, and they've had a lot, yeah. Jamal is by far the most favorite by, I say, the audience, by the contestants, like, just overall in general, Jamal is just really good. And that says a lot because I mean choreography is you know anybody can kind of choreograph but being a good teacher to learn that to people who don't even know choreography is a real talent because he is there to help them he is not there to compete with previous choreography on the show he's there yes. to put on a good show not to outdo anybody 
And I love that about him. Are you listening, Todrick Hall? Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Uh, and then I also love that he, there's a moment with Jamal and Gott where he says, um, uh, You don't connect to five, six, seven, eight. You connect you, to the lyrics. You're not a counter. Yeah, you're not a count. I'm not a counter. Like when I, I know you've done things in the past where you're like, okay, one, two, three, four. I was like, girl, I can't do that. <laughs> like, that's not how my brain works. I don't count. And I'm like, get it together, Vicky. It's well, you're, it you're a counter. You're a counter. I'm not. I'm a counter. Yeah. But I love that it's the paying attention to the lyrics because I'm like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, you know, everybody has a different way of learning and going about things. And I yeah. like that Jamal approaches it that way. Yeah, I actually, when I was teaching biography, I would often go with lyrics. I would teach them counts, but when it came down to it, like I would I would be showing them what lyrics the moves go on because a lot of Beyonce's choreography goes with the lyrics. Totally. I mean, it's just like different, it's just different ways your mind works. That's it, you know? Dancers, yeah. a lot of dancers just automatically know how to count. If you don't have that background, um, you can't count. I also just, I have a hard time counting, period. <laughs> I skip numbers in my I skip numbers in my head. So I'm like five, eight, oh no. Oh no, that's why your taxes are always off. <laughs> no, the creditors keep coming for me. Don't answer the phone ever if creditors call. <laughs> Girl, trust. <laughs> okay. Um and he also has the same attitude with Simone, where like he gives her the counts, he gives her the moves, and she's a little bit stiff. And then he's like, hey, show me how you would do it. And then he's like, you know what? Just do it as you would do it. Don't worry about what the choreography is. Just do it as you would do it. I love it. I love that. That's why you're a king, Jamal. Yeah. What a beautiful... Oh, my God. I'm in love with Jamal. Me too. Oh, he's on my grinder. Um, oh, here's a pet peeve of mine. So we keep cutting to like Rosé in her confessionals and she does the sing-speaking stuff. And it yeah. drives me crazy. I cannot stand when people do that. I don't mind it. What I do mind is how upright she is all the time. Oh, well, well she's got a stick up her butt. I mean, who doesn't? But I mean, it's so musical theater though. Like I, I went to musical theater school with all these people that are like, I'm going for lunch. I'm like, shut up, go for lunch. Yeah. I hate it. I know, musical theater people are too much. Yeah, Rosé has brought me to that spot again. I can't handle it. It's a pet peeve. I feel ya. All right, as long as I'm being felt. All right, so we're getting into the makeup, makeup mirror. What's happened? Uh, they discussed their first impressions of each other. Nobody liked Rosé. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, did we like Rosé when we saw her first? No. No. And they were also saying, like, you said you were the comedy queen. Okay. <laughs> it's basically yeah. what you said. Yeah. Um... Yeah, they thought, and like, I love that Simone was like, I thought you were just a filler queen. I thought you were just like another white girl. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's been a lot of filler queens this season. So, I mean, Rosé for me, Rosé always stood out for me as like somebody like, who's going to do well? I could always tell she was going to do well, you know? Yeah, I never saw her as filler, but I, I also didn't see her as likable. I didn't see Simone standing out as strong as she has at the very beginning when I first met her. Are you um, kidding? I just didn't see, uh, I, I, I saw that she was gonna be a star. I, for some reason, she just wasn't standing out as much as she is now. In the first episode. 
interesting because that first lip sync i was like oh this person's a star crown them right now yeah you were obsessed uh, that was the only time and I, that even that outfit i wasn't like crazy crazy about i liked it but i wasn't crazy about so i i wasn't connecting to simone right off the bat it's funny first impressions you know yeah <laughs> now i'm her biggest fan same with god i wasn't a big god fan at the very beginning either well, Gottmik did not have a good lip sync on the first episode. And even on the second episode, their verse was really bad. And I was like, all right, this person can't perform. But wow, did Gottmik turn it out. Yeah, when, when they let something go and then they just, you know, they, they've just gone running with it. And then Candy's been Candy all the way through. <laughs> yeah, Candy has not changed at all. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, like I, I really appreciate that. She came in who she was. She's leaving how she was. There's been no real development, but I'm okay with that. She's just been candy. Yeah, she came in a fully fledged character. That's right. She didn't need to discover anything. She already discovered it. And the thing is, I that's why she got cast. And that's what carried her through. Because, like, when you think about it, she did not have the best runways. She did not have the best performances. It was all, she didn't have the best makeup. It was like, it was personality 100% that carried her through. As being authentically you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that got make it's like I've discovered I'm a comedian. Like I don't even want to do makeup anymore. I just want to do comedy. Love that. Love that. All right. I guess we're getting into the drag runway in the show, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a break first and we'll come back with uh, our commentary on that. Okay. Good night. Okay. Bye. <laughs> sleepy, sleepy. That was a lot of Z's I caught. How many Z's did you catch? I caught three Z's. Three big, fat, juicy Z's. Um, my cat is currently cleaning himself in the litter box, so it might be loud for a minute. Oh, we hear it. We can hear it. Do you want to wait for him to pass, or do you want to keep going? <laughs> no, we, we can talk while he poops. We're big. We're, big. Right. we're, we're adults here. Here we go. <laughs> All right, we're getting into the runway. It's just family. It's Michelle Visage, RuPaul, Ross, and Carson. Uh-huh. Wait, was Jamal not there? Jamal he wasn't. Was, Jamal was not there. It's just family. With, I mean, this is the last runway episode. Oh, you're right. This is I last. wonder how they're going to do the finale. Okay, carry on. Let's, let's carry on. This is their last day in the, in the workroom. Yeah. Um, officially, we find out. So that's it. So just drag family. So let's talk about the number first and then we'll do runway. All right, here we go. It's RuPaul's Lucky, what do we think? I thought it was the cutest video. First of all, I like that they went back to the music video format that they used to do in the beginning of the days of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh-huh. Um, I loved the color scheme. I loved the outfits. Everybody looked so crisp and so like they just looked so Destiny's Child, um, say my name video. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I thought two of the verses were excellent. I thought this was very much like, you know, the early seasons where they were recording the videos. Although I would have loved to see like the behind the scenes of that stuff. Cause that was always, you know, part of the challenge of recording those videos, which they've kind of stopped doing and they're just kind of celebrating them now, which is good. <laughs> but I yeah. guess as a viewer, I kind of wanted to see them like, the, the greens you know the behind the scenes stuff i guess i don't know and like they don't show us um how they record the songs anymore like the tracks but what i do like about that is that we don't get that false narrative of like who's going to do badly and then oop, they did amazing 
Right. Well, and the thing with this is that really nobody did badly. And like nobody really does badly in them anyways. It's always kind of put that narrative gets put in our brain, like you said, of like, oh, yeah. oh I'm expecting Silky to do bad, you know? Yeah. So um, I thought, yeah, I thought visually this was really cool. They all had a color. It was very like, say your name. It was like, uh, I love that that was kind of a theme they took with this. Uh-huh. And uh, I loved, uh, yeah, whose verses stood out. Godmake was a favorite of mine. I liked Godmake a lot. I was so surprised because when Gottmik did their their first song for Phenomenon, or was it Congratulations? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But um, but their verse that was terrible. They only said four lines in four counts of eight, and that was just like everybody else got way more in. And Gottmik just stood out as a really weak writer and performer. But like, holy, what a revolution! Like, what a train! What am I trying to say? Like, what a what a glow up! in terms of writing music, executing the track, choreography. I was so impressed. Full circle experience. Yeah. And I also, Candies was fine for me. It was very candy of like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like it's very hard to understand. Um, but that's why that's candy. We expect it from candy. I'm good with that. I gotta cool. say, I thought it was a mess. I thought she was messy vocally. I was like, I don't understand how like, in a recording session, you can't get a word out of this person. I mean, she sounds like Grimace from McDonald's, you know what I mean? Like, she just has this yeah. <laughs> like yeah. otherworldly creature voice, which I love. She would be a great animoid, like animated voice character. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, I don't think she'd be a good recording, ar- recording artist at all. I hope um, not. I had to watch it over and over to start to appreciate it, and I had to get the lyrics to in, to enjoy what she, what her verse was. We really need that bouncing ball for the lyrics underneath Candy at all times. Yeah, Rose was good. I liked Rose's like singing songy parts. Um, for me, it just didn't work with. I, I wasn't crazy about Rose. <gasps> I loved Rose's verse. I thought she killed it. See, I, I preferred Simone. I thought Simone actually did a really good job. Uh-huh. See, I hated Simone's at first. I again like Candy, I had to listen to it over and over and find the lyrics to understand what she was saying. I heard her lyrics and I actually really liked them. And I thought she had a, like a lot of great points in her lyrics. So and for me, she just she she embodied the song the most, I felt. Um and, and the yeah, I feel like she embodied it the least. I, I will say that overall, well, we just have different opinions on that. <laughs> I will say like this whole I don't I'm not crazy about this lucky song. It's not my favorite. It's, you know what, it's, it's a, it's like not a hype song. Like, it's not like a song that gets you excited to listen to it. Um, however, I thought it was a really cute song. I thought it was like, it was, I like the, um, the vintage vibe of it. There was a vintage vibe. I just didn't care. I mean, there was something like almost Megan Trainer about it that I didn't like. I don't know. Yes, it's very, it was very Megan Trainer. Um, I really did love rose's verse like vocally i thought it was a, a like a gorgeous verse yeah i feel um, I, I hear i feel what you're saying with that i think i'm just annoyed <laughs> yeah and then she's annoying i get it i get it. Yeah. Um, with simone what my biggest issue was like she took the words ebony enchantress love that and she's and but she split them into two different stanzas so they didn't it didn't sound like ebony it was like she ended on ebony but she pronounced it Ebony to make it rhyme with something else. And then Enchantress was like the quick beginning to the next phrase. And it just didn't work for me. It was oh, a I weird like choice. It, it was a very it. odd choice. It stood out for me. I like that. 
All right, you liked it. I didn't. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. One is right. One is wrong. She looked fucking incredible, though, in that orange. Yum, 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 yum. Visually, this is one of my favorite music videos I think they've done, just in terms of like, and even just having the background dancers wearing their fencing masks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish they had some, like, uh, I think they gave them fans, but I wish they, you know, give them a saber. Why not? Um, sorry, I didn't hear that because of my cats back in the. A saber. <laughs> give them a saber. <laughs> oh, I get it. A lightsaber? No, what the what the fencing people use? Um, Is it a saber? Yeah. Did you ever see the Total Eclipse of the Heart lyrical video? I would never. So in the lyrical video, they write the lyrics to like to narrate exactly what's happening in the video. And one of them is, and they shouldn't be fencing at night. And there's like a bunch of fencers at nighttime just working on their fencing. I mean, that's true. You really should not be fencing at night. No, you shouldn't. This is not a, this. <laughs> if I go, if I'm walking around in the middle of the night, somebody's fencing, we've got a problem. There is going to be an issue. Someone is going to get hurt. I don't feel safe. <laughs> I need a stage manager. I feel unsafe. Okay, we're getting into the runway, and the category is drag excellence, which it usually is. It's always the final runway. It's like, what's your mm -hmm. best drag? So here's a, who's up first. You got Mick, and they are giving us spots, uh, spots, and more spots. And there's cutouts where it gets the nude illusion. It's not a nude illusion. It's her nudity. And uh, on her face and on her body and black and white, and the wig is great. What do you think? Oh, my God. It's, it's perfection head to toe. It's like it's it's different it's different for got make it's different for drag i love it i think it's a stunning look oh i'm so happy about this this is such a different look um in concept i just love some of the concepts that they've come up with this season all of yeah. them really like no, nobody has been sleeping on this they've all done a great job um but this is like just the wig the way she's she's got this wig styled the way the makeup is done into the wig and to your yes face, like just and then it's just all cohesive with the nails. It just, the whole thing flows together perfectly. My God, even the circles that she drew on the makeup are insanely like symmetrical. <laughs> They're so good. This, this black spot on her head going into the wig. I'm obsessed with this spot. It's right. And the lip, the way the lip pops out with the circle as well. It's so, it's just a combination of just like really being an amazing makeup artist and then giving mm -hmm. concepts and like now being able to like sell it and perform on a runway. Yeah. Uh, complete nut. There's no holes in this nut. This nut is full. It's a full nut. This wig is so great. I love seeing new concepts of wigs and this isn't like a crazy new concept. We haven't seen this look in a long time. Uh, you know, this kind of poodly wig with like, it's a big bouffant with like a big curly thing at the bottom. It's not hard to do this wig. It, you know, that's why it's like, it's exciting to see it. You know, it's not a crazy wig to design. Right. But it looks so good. It looks so good. She looks so good. Okay, Rosé, who's up next? Here comes Candy Muse. And Candy is wearing some, what is this fabric called? Mesh. It's mesh, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's like a mesh. It's like a shiny, silky mesh that I, I, I can't figure out what it's actually called. But anyway, she's got a corset over top of this uh, uh, kind of period piece. What, what, what period is this? 40s? 50s? 60s. Isn't that like mod? It's 60s. Oh, I feel like this is more like 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 Greece. Greece, isn't it? More Greece? Greece is 50s. Yeah, it's more 50s. And then she's got kind of hooly hoopy uh, arms and the wig is nice and... Yeah, okay, so what do you think? 
I think it's a very cute look. I think she looks very cute. I don't see it as a finale look and I don't like the corset at all. Well, she says that. She's like, I wanted to do something different. Most people are wearing gowns, blah, 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 bloop. And I was like, okay, I appreciate that. For me though, this is just, uh, it's another miss. I don't know. It's, it's for me, it's the, it's like, it's very junior osh gosh, bagosh for some reason. I don't know what it is. Yeah, like I don't even think you need to, I don't think you need to do a gown for the finale. Lots of people haven't and they've been great. But this, I don't think is the direction to go in. I, I do think it's a really cool outfit. I do. I don't like all the pieces that are a part of it, but I do think as an outfit, it's, it's a cool concept. The sleeves are big enough. If there were bigger hoops, I'd be like, okay, you know. You know, mm. the, the proportions need to be a bit bigger on everything to make it stand out. And the colors would need to be a bit more exciting as well. Cause it's like a maroon um, and a navy and it just isn't standing out for me. So I'm gonna give it a cut. Yeah, it's, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. I get it. Um, I, for the purposes of the assignment, I'm gonna cut it. <laughs> what was the assignment? Best drag finale, like drag excellence. I don't see that. Yes, she, the dog ate her homework. Here we go. Here comes Rose giving us Eck Lawrence Chin. <laughs> tartan. It's a tartan gown and it's got some pleating uh -huh. on one side. And then she's got lacy gloves and then a real low red wig going down to her uh, her butt. Uh-huh. And what what do you feel? I love the idea. I love the I love the idea of coming out in a tartan outfit with orange hair. I think it's really ugly. <laughs> yeah. I okay, so here's okay, okay, okay. I like this gown. I think this is actually a really interesting gown. Um it's kind of, you know, it's it's very much her her Scottish heritage tartan. I get it, get it. Uh-huh. It's everything else going on with this I hate. I don't like these lacy gloves with this. Yeah, that was an odd choice. I don't like that. I this I'm okay with I'm okay with the little clutch, the little fur clutch. It looks like a, a bagpipe. I get that. Um, this wig, I hate this wig. I Rose's wigs are just not the wigs. Like it's a terrible wig. I would have loved to have seen her in an updo. Yes, she wears these wigs that are just pulling her down. They're like they're really they have a weight to them. They're so heavy. This one yeah. looks real heavy. And the, the fact that she doesn't have a forehead to begin with and she wears these heavy wigs, it just feels like the wig is like pushing her, scrunching her into the ground. Yeah. And then her makeup isn't my favorite for this. She does a good makeup, but I don't like this makeup. This is a Tina Burner style makeup. Okay. I didn't get close up. I didn't look at that. But yeah, overall, I'm just not a fan of the, of the way the look is executed. I like elements of this and I think it could have been put together better, but I'm going to cut this overall. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cutting it as well. I'm going to cut that nut. We cut that Scottish lass. <laughs> um, here comes Simone giving us an iridescent purple. Oh, and she's got cornrows with jewels in them. Yeah. And her skin is just glowing. I love that Michelle asked what she does for her skin because I was like, yeah, your skin like is like, it's that Jada Essence thing to her. Like her clavicles are like glowing. Uh-huh. And she said baby Gamora oil. Hall thought she yeah. was the clavicle queen. This can't be just baby oil. <laughs> I believe it is. That's baby oil? She's I mean, she says it is, and I don't think she's a liar. I mean, it, listen, it's bouncing off that, that skin tone. Real beautiful. Um, what do you mm -hmm. feel this look? 
what don't I feel about this look? I think this look is literally everything. I love how the um, the billowy draped sleeves act as a gown when yeah. it's actually pants. I yeah, think that's incredibly thoughtful. Well, it's not pants. She's wearing, she's wearing a gown. It's not pants. No, 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 no pants. Oh, but it's but it's it's a, it's a form fitting gown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but to me, it looks like it looks like a full fledged gown because of the sleeves. I love that. Um, I'm not a fan of the jewels in the hair because when we saw it up close and untucked, it it looked really cheap. Um, oh, you're right, it is a gown. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I think she's like this is the best look of the night for me. It's incredible. I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with the, the drama of these sleeves. This was what I'm saying with candy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is the drama. Yeah. Obviously, if you're going to do a quirky sleeve, go all out with the sleeve. And she did that with this sleeve. And yeah. this is so dramatic. This is so vogue. You know what I mean? Like, it is. Everything she wears, she just envisions this as like the cover of a fashion magazine. Because that's where she's going to be on. You got to dream it to, to be it. Did you say last week that, like, <laughs> did you picture Simone looking at her package? like all her outfits before packing and being like, wow. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm so jealous. I wish I was, I wish I was Simone in my drag room being like, look at all my beautiful shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Can you imagine that feeling of like, I've got the best looks they've ever seen. Yeah. And she truly has had flawless, not one miss on the runway, not one. But variety in color, like we haven't seen her do this color purple yet either, or this color shape. Mm -hmm. There's variety in the shape she's done, the wig she had. This wig is so exciting, and you may think the jewels are cheap. I love the jewels. They're little jewel brats, but I thought it was such a smart way of doing it. Um, and I love that this is kind of like like such a classic ethereal, uh, you know, uh, uh, Vanity Fair gown. But then she's got this really modern, kind of Grammy hairstyle. I like. I love that. Mm hmm. I'm looking right now on Instagram at the person who made this, who shows how they made it. It's, it's a feat. It's beautiful. She is a feat. She's, she's got feet. You hear that, Shanit? Show feet. <laughs> Show feet. So I will give this my first cut of the season. What? I'm kidding. It's a nut. It's all the nuts. She's got- You tricked me. <laughs> Why are you tricking me? I'm just clever. <laughs> all right so that is the, what'd you give uh hard nut thank you a nice hard nut make mine a walnut okay here we go we're getting to the runway and they pull out the kids pictures uh-huh i felt like they already did this did they, did they not do this last episode am i crazy no you were thinking of uk oh man i thought they when they pulled them out again i was like you're pulling out the kids pictures again <laughs> no, no, no. Did they just talk to <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it's definitely UK. All right. Um, I like that uh, RuPaul cries talking about gotten experience. <laughs> I like that a lot. Listen, like I, Ru RuPaul talks a lot about like other people like Simone having aha moments on the show. I think we're seeing RuPaul have an aha moment on the show. I um, hope so. I think... We're, I, we're watching it. I don't think so. I think it's happened. So, well, something about Rue seems very fake. Like the cry seemed very fake. To I me. didn't think it was. I, I didn't think it was. I felt it felt genuine to me, and I really appreciated that. The, you know, she was pulled by that. I thought that was great. Yeah, good. You just don't care for Paul, and that's your prerogative. 
I just see through her. Well, you could see through other people, but you don't. But you choose RuPaul. I do choose RuPaul. <laughs> the gold standard. All right. So I love that moment. And uh, and there were some other moments. Simone got really emotional, too. Um, yeah. You know, you know, what do you say to your younger self? You be you. Be gay. Yeah. I mean, wait, are you asking me to actually say what I would say to my younger self? No, we, everybody, okay, says the same, everybody says the same thing. Yeah, they're all like, you're going to have a hard time. And then when you grow up, you're going to realize that you uh, are as good as you think you are. You know what? I was watching an interview with Brooklyn and she was talking about Rita when she was looking at herself. Yes, I heard that, that too. Yeah. It was very funny. <laughs> she was like, yeah. oh, you know, life, you know, you're going to need to drive. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need to get a license. <laughs> you're going to go to the dentist and... Um, you know, it's like she just didn't care at all. I thought that was really, I wish we'd seen that. I don't think we fully saw that on the show, but I wish we saw that. Uh, it's very <laughs> funny. Brooklyn is always trolling um, Rita with that accent. Like anytime Rita's like doing a live and Brooklyn is around and like Rita's talking, Brooklyn will show up and go, uh, I am very happy to be doing a live. Uh. And then she responds to all of her tweets and she repeats everything she said, but she adds uh in front of everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Like, Rita talks very funny, so it is funny. Uh, it is. It's very, it's cute. All right, so that is them as kids, and then then, then that's it. Well, what, anything happened in Untucked, we, the girls are just talking more about, like, we, we're, we're getting to the finale. Yeah. Um, well, we got a message from Rosé's brother and Simone's mother. All right, so now everybody's had a message from somebody, which is good. Yeah, they're like, I thought I got that now. It did seem like we weren't going to get a message from Simone. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, lots of people have not gotten a message. Like, Utica never got one. Half the other cast hasn't. It always confuses me with the Untucked, because they really pick and choose. And, like, a lot of the times, it's whoever's going home kind of thing. But it's also just yeah. like, okay, but, like, some people don't ever get one. Like, that's weird. Like, I always think back to, like, Raj O'Hara. Like, yeah, I'm getting mad at Plastique. Like Plastic not only got a hug from her Paul, but she got a, a message from her parents. She got the best runway. And then Raj is sitting there like, I would love to hear from my parents. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I get it. So I feel bad for some people in that way. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a yeah. pressure cooker. The cooker is pressurized. Oh, and uh, that's it, right? That's it. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. So we'll get back to the runway. They have a final lip sync. What are we lip syncing? Whitney Houston. I learned from the best. That's right. They did. And the gag of the season is that all four of them are asked to lip sync and they are asked to lip sync one at a time. The gag of the season. This is your gag of the season. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. yeah, so they all lip sync individually, and that must have been a real long. <laughs> this must have been a real long runway. Yeah. Um, anybody stand out in those lip syncs? Some uh, Rose and Simone. Both did a great job. Rose is a performer. We know this, and then Simone just completely embodied it and had the sweat rag that Whitney is famous for. Yes, that was very good. 
Um, I agree. I, there's a thing with Candy where she's not a good lip syncer. And I don't mean this in terms of performance. She's a great performer, but she just cannot have, she can't fit other people's lyrics in her mouth. You know yeah, we've saying? talked like, about this before. It's because she has a lip, so her mouth doesn't form the shape of actual words. Well, like, there's a lot of drag queens that don't lip sync like actually physically lip sync well in terms of like this is Whitney Houston we know how her mouth moves yeah she's got trills she's got like la, 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 la. like you got to fit your mouth around how she does that stuff if you're lip syncing even and, the ooze she couldn't get the ooze out yeah like the fact that she, her mouth is barely opening I'm like this is a problem <laughs> like yeah so yeah also as a performer she does this thing where she like stomps around head back while her arms are like held out to the side and like with her fingers extended it's really weird it's like her elbows don't bend it's really odd her mouth doesn't open and her elbows don't bend it's a real you know that's her it's her burden yeah she also treats every lip sync in a desperate fashion like she has this look on her face of of like this is the moment i'm gonna die and I think that's not what, like, not every song needs that. It's not what the tone is. Perform the song and enjoy the moment. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, they're given a chance to perform solo and like just, in, I mean, the chances of somebody going home and this is very rare, I would say. So just like enjoy it and, and enjoy, have fun with it. Like God Mick says. Yes. So um, yeah, yeah. Who won this in terms of there was a winner for you? Simone. I agree. Yeah, Simone won it for me. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nobody's chanting, nobody's sashaying because they're all here again next week. I don't think we need a top four next week. We easily could have cut candy today. We coulda, we shoulda, we woulda, but she's a favorite and candy, wait. And you know what? I'm going to take it one step further. I think last week's episode should have been this episode. We never should have gotten that acting challenge. This number that they did should have been a top five number like it was last year and the year before. And then we should have cut Olivia here and then gone to the finale with the top four. Well, I concur, but guess what? This is season 13 and uh, we're on episode 27. So they're stretching <laughs> this out like taffy. <laughs> is this the top and, four you would have predicted at the beginning of this? We were talking, we were doing, um, uh, we did an online YouTube uh, review of the contestants when this first came out. We had a hard time predicting who's being our, in our top four, but who who do who would have been in your top four based on that? Based on that, I would have had Utica up there, mm -hmm. and um, uh, Simone for sure. Utica, Simone, and Gottmik would have been there, and then the fourth spot was up for grabs. I think this is pretty close to what I would have put. I would have said Simone for sure. I was so impressed with her Meet the Queens and just how she presented herself and her look. Yeah. I was like, this girl is really surprising me. So Simone was like standing out already. God, Mick was standing out already, I thought. And uh, I wasn't sure like how they were going to be able to perform on the show. Um, but we've clearly seen that that's not been an issue for God, Mick. So I would have put uh -huh. God, Mick in my top four. Rosé, I thought, yeah, I thought Rosé was going to go very far. I don't know if I would have put her in my top four or top five. But she was Same, yeah. Yeah, and uh, who I didn't, you know Denali. I really did think Denali was going to get this far. So I did not think so. Often meet the queens. For me, she gave very filler vibes. Um, but as the season uh, began, I was like, oh, Denali's definitely top four. 
Yeah, I was feeling Denali for a while. I thought she really had it to go. I didn't think she was going to win, but I thought she was going to get this far. So for sure, it was a shocker when she left for me. It was a shocker. Yeah, and that's it. So now we're moving. I guess it's reunion next week. Next week is reunion. The week after is finale, and then we're free. I'm still going to be in my prison, but I don't. I'm not forced to watch Drag Race on my lunch breaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Okay, so who are we? Who are you, who are you rooting for in this top four, Selena? We're getting to the the nitty gritty. I have two that I'm rooting for: Gottmik and Simone. Same. Um, I'm kind of hoping for a Gottmik win, though. You know what? I'm I I've been Simone this whole time. I love Simone, but I also just like think Gottmik has something. There's something there that's really different too. Yeah. There's so, also just a difference of like Gottmik has just been enjoying her best life and Simone has been really doubting herself um, and having some struggles and which I appreciate. And I, and I still a hundred percent believe Simone is a very deserving winner. But for me, Gottmik just edges her out a little bit. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. So I think it could be, it's very close. I think it's head to head between Gottmik and Simone. Yeah. I think Rose would argue with us that she is the winner, but we'll see. She would say, you guys are wrong. <laughs> that was a great Rose. As she stands, as she sits there um, still and just goes, ha ha ha. Completely immobile. Did you see that laugh? You sent me that laugh that she gave <laughs> Gottmik in, in Untucked. It's bizarre. It was weird. <laughs> it's a serial killer. Ha ha ha. Yeah, not not natural, not natural. Something's off. No, she's not a fashion clown. She's a clown into the sewer. Yeah, you know, she reminds me of American Psycho, Christian's, Christian. Um... Christian Bale. Yeah. Do you get that? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds. 100%. Well, let's not put that energy out there, but yeah, all right. I don't actually think she's a serial killer. <laughs> just disclaimer, just a disclaimer. It's Utica all along. <laughs> Seriously, I would believe that. Actually, I would. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> Anyways, enough about serial killers. Okay, thank you for listening to this podcast. We will be back next week for our, re- our reunited, 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 reunited. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back for the finale two weeks from then, and then I will be wrapping up my Squirrel Talk podcast with myself for a bit, and then Selena is going to be taking over because Drag Race Australia Down Under is coming up, and we we're going to talk more about that next week. So stay tuned for those details. That's right. So make sure you keep listening. Make sure you're subscribed, you rate us, and you follow our Instagram at Squirrel Talk Podcast. That's it. All right, Selena, see you next week. Okay, I'll see you later. Goodbye now. Bye, squirrels. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 